Um, I guess I just needed some time to really get myself in order. Like, I've really been checked out all day. I didn't want to do anything for the most part. I really needed to check it. I, I really just needed a day to reassess and realign myself because maybe it's the fact that there's something new going on in my life that I cannot seem to get, you know, past or whatever or adjust to properly because it is so new or maybe it's just that everything everyone has ever said about me regarding relationships is correct now I don't want to believe that that is the case but all evidence seems to be pointing to that conclusion here's what I mean it is currently December 9th 2020 at 6.04pm Mountain Standard Time and I am worried that I will not survive to see the new year with the lady that's in my life right now currently it feels like she and I are having a bit of a cold war Um, I think we're fighting. It seems like we're fighting, but it's subtextual fighting. No one's really saying anything. And most of our conversations are just small talk. And I hate small talk. How you doing? How'd you sleep? Good morning, good night. A joke here and there, etc. Now... To give context to how we got here, I should probably go back a few days, uh, about a week or so, and explain um, the roadmap. Yeah, it's about a week. It'll be about a week come Friday. Yeah, come Friday. So last Friday, um, I was able to make a trip out to California to go see her. And I don't know why I'm being vague. Well, this is just for me. I don't need to be vague. So I went, I was able to go and gather the little money that I had to go out and see, right? And, you know, it was something that was definitely needed I I really needed to see her. This is the second time, or technically the second date, um, that we got to see each other. Uh, The first date didn't necessarily go so well. Uh, That's partially my fault because I should have did more research than I did. I mean, Googling these places and their their open and closed date times, you know, I guess that wasn't enough. I should have called all these places, but I digress. So, um... My visit, my visit was something that was desperately needed because we had a small, we had a small disagreement regarding um, something that I had said. And it seems as though that a lot of our disagreements is coming from things that I say. 
I'll get to all of that here in a second, but I, and mind you, this is just from my perspective, and I try to be as objective as I can be, especially in times like this, because, you know, every story has three parts. There is her side, my side, and then there's the truth, and I try to come from objectively a place of truth, right? I try to, but, you know, bias and all that. So anyway... Um, our disagreements seem to always come from things that I say. So she texted me while I was at work and she was telling me about insurance and rent and there's a whole money situation, yada, yada. And now me being me, my first instinct is, damn it, she's in trouble I need to be able to do something as a man. I should be able to do something as a man, as a provider. I should be able to help her. But fuck, I don't get paid until Friday, which more often than not, my my headspace, the things that I think run off into you know, run off and fall out of my mouth. So the in my headspace, I'm thinking as a man, as a provider, you know, I should be able to help her, but fuck. And then the part that came out was I don't get paid until Friday. Well, she took issue with that statement. And the issue was that, uh, that being my initial response rubbed her the wrong way it was triggering for her and I get that I understand why that would be so triggering given a lot of the um monetary issues that she's had in the past and you know people lording these issues over her right so that you know it's it's it was a thing I I wasn't I wasn't aware you know, that was a triggering response, A, and then B, I also wasn't aware that that was a venting session, because she didn't later text me, like, I was just venting, I wasn't asking for help, okay, oops, my bad, I'm sorry, I didn't know, right, I just wanted to help, I always just want to help, it's, it's ingrained in my nature, my name, and everything else, it's, it's just ingrained in me to want to help those I care about, right, so, You know, that was my knee-jerk reaction. I wanted to help. You're in trouble, and I care about you. Let me help. What can I do to help, you know? And so she got on me about that, and then I, you know, she was like, you should have phrased it differently, yada, yada, this, that, the third, but, you know, in hindsight, which is my superpower, apparently, because I always think of things in hindsight, such a useless superpower, I wish I had a better one, but in hindsight, um... It dawned on me that, you know, how was I supposed to know that you were just venting? You didn't make me aware of that until after the fact, right? So we talked about it a little. Um, Well, she vented about it a little and she told me how she felt, which, again, I understand, Um, you know, and I tried to be mindful of that from that moment on, you know, trying to make sure that I do not do these things again you know I try to take note of the triggers that she has because of her past because of the the, you know the baggage that she carries everybody has baggage that they carry 
right, into a relationship. Everybody has a baggage. I have baggage, right? And the the point in my mind of a relationship is to help your significant other. If you find somebody, right, who is worthy of your time and your attention and your effort and your emotions that you invest in them, then um, the goal is to help them with their baggage and not just leave them to deal with it on their own. So with that philosophy in mind, I try to be mindful about the stuff that are that is very triggering to her, you know, and, and, and you know, I work with her, not around her, but I work with her with said baggage. So long as she keeps me informed and abreast of these issues as they come up, cool, copacetic. Then um, we have... Uh, let's see. This this didn't happen last week. This is this is a couple days before last week. Okay, so there's there's a bit of a roadmap here. Um, so so that happened, and then continuing on, and it seems like a lot of these issues keep coming up around the weekend. So continuing on after that, uh, two days later. So that happened on the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. She, you know, we're discussing something and um, I'm talking about Christmas presents and things of that nature. And she tells me that she doesn't want me to get her anything for Christmas. And I'm like, okay, but why? Now I'm thinking something's wrong because who the hell says they don't want anything for Christmas? Like, okay, maybe I'll say that I want it. I don't want anything for Christmas because for the last (laughs) God knows how many years, 10 years, uh, Christmas has meant absolutely nothing to me. You know, not really being around family, not really getting anything. So it's just like, whatever, you know, just like my birthday and New Year's, like, whatever. There's no significance in the holiday for me. Right. So, you know, these days just kind of, you know, uh, meager by or meander by. Right. So she tells me not to get her anything for Christmas. And I'm like, okay, what's wrong? Why not? And then she rehashes the conversation and embellishes a little bit more on her reasons why um, she was up, she, she was so upset about my knee-jerk reaction, my instinctual reaction, not knee-jerk. Knee-jerk has a negative connotation. But anyway, it made me mad that she held on to that for so long because I thought we had already discussed that and then that was it, that was all. But the fact that she held on to that... Um, was a little was a little jarring right so so I took some time um, I took the whole day um, the following day I was at work and I focused specifically on what I would say because I told her we had to talk about that you know I, I didn't want that to be the foundation of our relationship that we never say anything that we mean you know I try to bend over backwards to make sure that she doesn't feel constricted in her speech that she's free to express herself however she needs to to make sure that she feels like she feels heard because I know far too often that women feel like that in a relationship with their dudes and I don't want to be like that however I am noticing a pattern that the sentiment is not reciprocated. Okay. So we had the conversation. We cleared it up. We squashed it. 
cool. Everything's copacetic. It's easy. Fast forward to last Friday. I make the drive out there, you know, um, get some stuff, go to her place. We hang out, you know, making out, whatever. Cool. Right. It was nice. Um, it was very much needed, you know. Um, aside from some things, you know, she uh, freezing in her bed that night, you know, uh, damn near naked. Uh, <laughs> and she's a cover hog, as I hear most women are, but I having to actually experience it and then be cold on everything on top of everything else. It, yeah, I can see why dudes are really annoying annoyed with the with the behavior um so aside from that you know i i think that the night was just it was what i needed it was you know i needed to see her i needed to hold her in my arms i needed to kiss her you know i need to look into her eyes i had to see her and share those moments with her watch movies with her and share that space i needed that right um So I left the next day, um, made the trek back home, but I felt like I should have done more. I don't feel like I was doing enough, you know, not necessarily sexually, although what I'm going to tell you, what I'm going to tell you here in a moment will make it seem that way. But I just felt like I always feel like I'm never doing enough, you know, like um, I'm always fighting. And it's not just with her. It's with everybody for the most part. Like, um, I'm always fighting to prove that I'm worth something. And I know where that stems from. I know why I am the way I am, why I constantly feel that way. It's, uh, I don't want to say it's an unresolved issue. Um, or maybe it is. I don't know. I don't have a therapist. That's what this is for. Uh, but it's an unresolved issue of abandonment and worthlessness and just, it, I, I like to call it a conditioned response to external stimuli, right? I've been groomed to feel this way throughout my life. So I'm constantly trying to figure out ways to be better, to do better, to, you know, prove my worth, right? And so I left there thinking that maybe I should have done more. What else could I have done? Because I don't know. It's just I, I pick up on these subtle, these subtle vibrations and I'm very seldom wrong. But when I left, something was off. And I found out what that is, what that was later. Um, so it was nagging me the entire trip back home and I couldn't figure it out. Uh Saturday goes by, you know, relatively speaking, I'm thinking everything is still good. And then Sunday, I had to work and it's still gnawing at me. I should have done more. I should have done more. What else could I have done? It's still nagging me. And so, given the fact that we laid down the agreement that we don't, we want to be able to express ourselves, you know, regardless, I had the stupid idea to ask her. In a roundabout way, uh, is there anything more that I could have done? But these are not the words that I use, right? So explaining my thought process here, in my head, 
I know that there are some girls who don't mind having sex while on their period, right? Some people get down like that. I dated a girl who was actually like that, you know? Um, she didn't mind that at all. In fact, it was so weird. It was oh, one time that, that happened, but still, um, she didn't mind. And I know that there are some other girls like that. Now, one thing that I am sure about is that sex is very important to her, which is what makes me so nervous because I haven't had sex in like six years, six years last November. So I am extremely rusty. I am extremely out of practice. I am practically a virgin all over again. Okay, so sexual activity with her, two things. One, I'm worried that I'm not big enough. You know, I'm an average sized dude, right? And then two, I'm worried I won't last long enough the first time. And she's already made it abundantly clear that she doesn't like dudes who come too quick. Apparently foregoing the fact that, you know, it's been such a long time. Like, I'm not exaggerating. It's been precisely six years this past November. And I think she forgot that. And I think she thinks that either I'm lying or I'm over-exaggerating. But who over-exaggerates six years? You know what I mean? So I'm nervous around her. And it shows because I was sweating at one point, you know, because I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm just nervous. I'm so out of practice. Right. Because I wanted to make a good impression. I want it to be perfect. I know nothing is perfect, but I just wanted everything to go on without a hitch, without a hiccup, nothing. Right. So um, come Sunday. You know, still in my head and thinking about all these things and putting all this stuff together. And I'm just like, okay, let me just ask her outright. If I had tried to go forward, if I had exactly tried, would she have stopped me? You know what I'm saying? Again, given the fact that sex is really important to her, given the fact that there are some women out there who don't mind having sex on their periods, you know, like... The build up to seeing her, you know, she would drop hints of how she wants her back broken. And, you know, she just really wanted a booty rub and all this, that and the third. And I'm just like thinking like, OK, if sex is this important, this is this is this is how the equation is working in my head. If sex is really that important to her and there are some girls out there who don't mind that kind of thing. If I had tried, would she have stopped me? That is the question that. I, I ended up arriving at and so I asked said question thinking that that was the more I should have done before I left you know now mind you this is just a, 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 a hypothetical because again it happened to me one time and it was really weird and I don't want to do that again but to please your lady you know you tend to bend some rules you wouldn't normally bend Right. So I asked this hypothetical question and who the reaction that I got was so severe, so piercing. And I thought that maybe when she when she told me the first time 
it was fine. You know, your, uh, I'll remember this clearly, your insecurities will be your downfall. This has been my fear since we started because I know that. Okay. Um, my overthinking is one of my biggest flaws and I'll think myself right out of a good idea or right into some trouble. You know, it's, it's, it's a catch 22. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll have a brilliant moment, but then at the same time on the opposite side of the spectrum, I'll say something incredibly stupid because I've run through all possible scenarios and I'll arrive at something that wouldn't normally make sense to anyone else if I don't explain my thought process. And I didn't get a chance to explain my thought process. Actually, I did. She did give me a chance to explain my thought process. But the problem was, is that, you know, again, what makes sense in my head compressed for time by the time I get it out, it still won't make sense to anyone else. So she cuts me, she cuts into me, you know, um, and rightly so it's fine. You know, it is what it is. Right. And I accept that. I accepted, I accepted the rebuke. Okay, fine. Cool. It was dumb. It was stupid. I shouldn't have asked that. I'm sorry. It was okay. It won't happen again. It was just something that was gnawing on me and I just had to get it out. Right. That's my thinking. I just, I just needed to get it out. You know, it's just some whatever. Right. So I proceed with the rest of the day and I could tell she was pissed. I'm getting pretty good, fairly good because she's pissed at me often now. I can tell when she's pissed. And so I get off work and I tell her that I'm on my way home or I made it back home. Maybe I texted when I got back home. It was like, okay. And I left stupid out on the road. You won't be hearing from him tonight. And then she proceeds to continue to lay into me and demanding answers. And I gave her the best. And, 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 and this is, this is where everything starts to make sense, right? Cause she told me that, you know, she had an issue with the fact she in, in, in a way told me that she had an issue with the fact that I was nervous when I was there. Okay. And then when I got up, cause my alarm went off at six that morning. Now I have this thing that I do and it, it has never failed, right? Where I have an issue with sleeping in new places. I have a hard time sleeping in new places. And I think this is because of the military, you know, the training that I got, I, I don't really sleep, sleep. Like I'm in a state of half sleep, half awake. So I don't really get any rest when I'm sleeping in new places, right? It has to be familiar to me. And that night at her place was nothing different. You know, I had a hard time sleeping at her place. And so when my alarm went off, I had just dozed off. And at six o'clock in the morning, I'm already freezing. I'm half naked. She has all the covers. I get up and I grab my clothes, you know, and shut off my alarm because my alarm is very annoying. And I didn't want to disturb her, right? So... Um, after I shut off the alarm, I'm thinking, I was like, okay, I can't just go right back in there, you know, just jump in and then try to grab covers from her. Like what the fuck, you know, that would wake her up and I can't just sit on her couch naked. So I put on my clothes and I just lay on the couch and I was like, fuck. And this is how we got here. So she took issue with that whole scenario, you know, me just randomly getting up, you know, cause that's how it seemed to her that I just randomly got up while we were sleeping. Um, that the nervousness and then the 
idiotic comment or the idiotic scenario that I presented. Now, all of these things, coupled with her issue with me wanting to help her monetarily, all compounded into this massive assault, I want to say, on me. Now, I, it's hard to say whether or not I agree with her to an extent or if I disagree with her. But what I do know is that the conversation was, A, very one-sided and pointed at me. Like, since we started, it's almost as if I've done nothing right. And that's what it seemed like. I mean, over the course of, let's say, we started dating in August. And in the course, in the span of four months, she has told me to slow down twice. Um, actually, the other day would be, would have been the third time. And has hinted on the notion that she was ready to call it quits based off the scenario that I presented. Now, it occurs to me, and quite frankly, I'm tired of apologizing for being who I am, but it occurs to me that all of this concern that I have for her wounds, her battle scars, her emotional baggage, her, you know, everything that she's been through. That that feeling is not reciprocated. And then on top of that, you know, she continues, she proceeds to cuss me out, saying that she shouldn't have to tell a man how to act around her and that she doesn't think that I'm ready for A, a relationship, B, a sexual relationship. And says that maybe that this is all too much for me signifying that she thinks that I'm weak at this point. This is damaging. These are all very poignant critiques to my character. And if there's one thing that I do not like, it's when you mischaracterize me and my character because I've worked hard to be the person that I have become. Flawed, yes. But now you're attacking me. I feel attacked. And I, I've been through and I've seen so many domestic arguments and domestic abuses and things of that nature. And I'm just stuck because I don't know how to reply. And so I'm taking this and you know, I'm 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 trying to process, but it just keeps coming. It keeps coming. And it keeps coming, and I don't know how to reply. All I can say is that I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. I didn't mean anything by it. It was just something that I just wanted to ask. It's not like I would have done anything. I just was wondering. It was just a thought that I just had to get out of my head. I get it. 
So when she suggested that we either start over as friends or that we, you know, in my mind, like, it sounded to me like she was already done. She sounded like she was already done. She was ready to walk out the door. And it didn't make any sense to me because I let's say that a valid excuse would be that I just kept saying the wrong things, which is understandable, right? Oh, and let's not forget that, you know, there's a post, there was a post that I read on her Facebook feed, it, which has since been deleted, by the way, but I'll never forget it, where she said, ladies, from going forward, ladies, we are not here to teach men how to act around us. We do not settle. Or something like uh, treat us or anything like that. We do not settle. And... Cryptic though it was, I know it was about me, one, and then two, I also took away that she feels like she's being mistreated, and yet I'm sitting here bending over backwards trying to make sure she is treated well, giving everything that I can at this, and it is at that moment that I realize that, I, I, it is at that moment that I think that the rose-colored glasses shattered and I'm no longer looking at this from a purely romantic standpoint that I am now concerned. I am concerned that I have given too much, too quickly, too soon. Apparently, apparently, I feel I'm going to throw up every time I think about this. Apparently, the understanding of what a man has gone through and the patience of what psychological damage he may be dealing with is not there, right? And then on top of that, I, I, I fundamentally disagree with the statement that we are not here to teach men how to treat us. That is not all the way accurate. And maybe there are some nuances there that I'm not acknowledging when I say this. But one person differs greatly from another. What one woman likes, another woman does not like. You have to teach people what it is that you like and what you don't like, how you like to be treated and what you don't like to be treated as. So teaching a man how to, teaching a man how to treat you is something you are supposed to do if you're trying to get to know each other in a relationship. He needs to know and she needs to know what it is that you like and you dislike. We had, she hashed it out. I, I didn't say much because I was made to feel like the villain that night. And I had already been kicking myself all day. And this was just the knife that I needed in my thigh to make it hurt even worse. 
And so she hashed it all out. She got everything she wanted to say off her chest. I really didn't have much to say because I was still processing everything. But I ended up, um, I didn't sleep that night. For the first night since I lived in this apartment, I did not sleep. I slept the same as I did at her place. And then I had to work a 10 hour shift the next day. So I was exhausted. But it's then that I noticed and I realized that she doesn't care about, she doesn't care about what I think or feel. And my issue is several fold at this point because I've grown to this place and it was a struggle to get here to where I'm not going to chase anyone who doesn't want to be in my life. If you want to go leave. But I can seriously, I can seriously see a future with this girl. I really can. So when she suggested that we slow down or we start over, you know, I, I couldn't help myself and say, why does it always have to be starting over from zero? Why can't we just press through making mistakes as a part of learning and growing? And then it goes double for me because it takes, you know, a couple of times for things to click. Like, like I said, the rose colored glasses are now shattered. I am now looking at things from a different perspective and I am indeed doing way too much. See, she's told me this before, but I couldn't see it. But now the glasses are off. I can see clearly just how much I'm giving and how little I'm getting in return. being ridiculed and not ridiculed, but being constantly critiqued. It took me months to get her to see that I'm not crazy. And to me, it's almost like she's been looking for a way out since this whole thing started. And that is not fair, which is all the more reason why I'm just like, if you want to go leave. And I almost the next day text her that's that very thing. But I couldn't. In times past, I probably would have. But again, I understand that a lot of her reactions are coming from preconceived notions and learned behavior, just like a lot of things that I've done have become preconceived notions and learned behavior. The, the difference between the two is that I don't treat her as an enemy because of the things that she's done. But now it's gotten to the point where now I don't know how to react to her. I don't even know how to talk to her anymore. And it feels as though we are fighting but not fighting. We are in an impasse. 
as they say in chess. We're back to small talk. So without meaning to, I've peeled all the way back. I don't call her gorgeous or beautiful or babe or anything like that. Like, I've halted all things because now I'm starting to see things that I've seen before with women that I've dated in the past. And just now, it dawns on me that while I was looking at things through a rose-colored lens, she has always, she hasn't even put hers on. Because she was always looking at me with the side-eye glare and, you know, wondering what was wrong with me. I just accepted it as, you know, my little slice of happiness. Somebody saw me, but I don't think she ever did. I'm starting to think that she never did. I haven't lied to her. I've been completely honest about everything, and yet somehow she never, she still doesn't believe me. And again, I understand why, but that phrase, that term, the question, I don't think has ever really come across her mind about me. Why is he like this? What has he been through to shape him to be this way? I don't know if she cares to know. I think in her mind that a man is supposed to be the stoic monument of masculinity. And that being as emotionally involved and invested and that's the and that's the biggest thing. Like I realize that I have been more invested in this thing than she has. And therein lies the problem. So now I'm at this moment where I'm just like, okay, well, if that's the case, if everything I do and say is going to trigger you, then I'm just going to pull back. And what sucks is that I miss her so much. Like we talk, but we don't talk. I just watched these videos earlier today about the vastness of space and the galaxies. Oh, that's her right now. How about that? And the vastness of space and the galaxies and in comparison, the things, who we are, how we are, how we're, we're so small and insignificant. And to think that stuff like this always gets in the way. You know, it shouldn't be this big because we are so small. And I wonder, how do we get past this? Because she says she's willing to press forward with me and continue on. Cool with that the problem that I'm having is now how how do we do this because if I'm going to take my proper place I need to know how I need to be able to be a leader because apparently that's what she's expecting we're not the whole gender thing gender roles as much as people and I've said this time and time again as much as people 
claim to protest gender roles, at the end of the day, they still exist as a co- as a social construct, especially when you're talking about relationships. To a degree, a man is supposed to be a provider, is supposed to be a leader at the very least. So what do I do is now where I'm at because I don't like this Cold War thing and I don't like not being able to talk to her and not being able to speak my mind. However, again, that's what a man, quote unquote, is supposed to be. He's supposed to be this stoic, silent thinker. I guess she's wanting her dad out of me. And though her dad and I share a lot of similarities, there is a fundamental difference because her dad has gone through things that have hardened him more than the things that have softened me. I've had a very humbled life. And I'll be 35 on the 28th. And I have nothing really to show for it. No riches. My savings is all gone. I work a menial job making minimum wage. My career has gone nowhere. Every attempt, every business venture I have tried has failed. I got nothing to show for 35 years of life on this planet. Nothing but scars and lessons and philosophies. That's that's what I got, but none of it is recorded. It's all in my head. So I don't know where to go from here. I don't know what to tell her. I don't know how to lead because I was never taught to be a leader. I'm good at being the guy behind the guy, but I've never seen the guy be in a successful marriage. He's always been alone. I've always been behind that guy. Any guy, it's just, it's, I don't know what to do. And I don't have anybody to really turn to because anybody I have to turn to either won't care or they're or they failed at this themselves. There is a constant mantra that I have playing in the forefront of my head. I don't want to fuck this up. it's getting to the point where I feel like that that's all I'm going to be able to do. I want to be a part of her happiness. I don't want to add to her stress. But I cannot lose the progress that I made in maintaining my sense of self in trying to accomplish that goal. So now, what do I do? Because I can't be so wrapped up in her that I lose me in the process. What do I do? I don't want to split up. In time past, I would have called it. I was like, you know what? It's too much. You clearly have other things in your head. You know, in the back of my mind somewhere, I just know that she has this thing for her ex. And at any given point in time when she's vulnerable, 
like she's going to pounce on him or he on her and then that's it i'm ass out like a g-string in the cold once again like the first girlfriend i had that is my fear but she don't know that because she never asked no i think she knows that i think i told her about no, I didn't tell her specifically about that. I just told her that, you know, introduction to the kids and stuff like that. So, she, no, she doesn't know that because she's never asked those questions. She's never asked about past experiences. Conversely, I don't necessarily talk about past experiences, but, you know, I don't know. We ordered these candles together, and this is before I came to see her, and we were supposed to use them to, you know, be like this cheesy couple or whatever have you, and anytime we're missing each other or, you know, wishing to be connected in some way, that we'll light these candles together, but now the significance of that act, I don't know. I feel like the dynamic between us has diminished a great deal. And I don't know how to repair it because I feel damaged. I feel like she opened up some wounds that either were still healing or that she discovered. Or maybe she's trying to test me. I don't know. And again, conditioned response, I don't want to ask her because then it's going to lead to something else and blown way out of proportion. And I feel like I've pushed her to this edge that I always thought was coming, but I didn't know how close it was or how close it is. And I feel like it's very close. And if I ask her anything that's going on in my head, it will tip her over. And she's gone. My little slice of happiness, the one that was six years in the making, is gone after four months. Never making it to my birthday, never making it past New Year's. Four months. All the time I'm allowed it. And that scares me because I'm tired of being by myself. I'm tired of being alone. I'm tired of feeling like I am not worthy of love and affection. I'm tired of wondering if I'm ever good enough, if I'm ever going to be good enough for somebody. My ex-friend, Shaka, she, uh, she said something to me once. She said, and this is going into the book. I just, I got to get to that chapter. But she said, you're not relationship or husband material. There's a reason why I kept choosing Evan over you. Because he's had a father 
to teach him how to be a man, to teach him how to be a boyfriend, to teach him how to be a husband. You never had that. It's a very biting critique. And at the time she said it just to hurt me and it worked because that is a huge scar because it was something that I had never thought of before. But when she put it like that, it really put a lot of things in perspective as to why I'm always single, why I'm always fucking up my relationships because I'd never had a good example of one. My mom has been single most of her life and the one time she was married, it was a, it was to an abusive dick that had but her face to where she has to have most of her teeth in the front taken out. Another boyfriend that she had slashed her title or, you know, loosened up her tires to shit so that she, you know, get into a car accident. The one pastor that I had in my life prominently was cheating on his wife with just about every woman in the church. And from what I, from what else I've been heard, I've been told recently, some of the dudes too. My mentor has been divorced twice. He has lessons on what not to do, I suppose, but divorced twice. Now you're all, he's all about the job. And the last advice he gave me was focus on work. And that is a quick way to lose anybody. So that's not necessarily sound advice, especially since I haven't heard from him in weeks. So I don't know who to turn to. And every other and every other, you know, male figure that I could even think to turn to. I don't have anybody. So like always, when it comes down to moments where I need guidance, I need help, I got nobody to turn to and I got to figure it out on my own. And that's what scares me because, well, look at what happens when I lean to my own devices, when I lean to my own understanding and the amalgamation of TV dads, they don't prepare me for this. Because TV is not real life. Time moves differently in TV land. And the growing pains of building relationships. It's not something TV dads show. They already got it together. And I'm pushing 40. I'm in my mid-30s now. Still only making 15, 50 an hour. And my weekly checks are shit. How the hell is that fair? I just want it to be enough. I just want to be a good man.